Welcome to the Deep Dive into Agile Marketing Podcast with your host, John Cass. Together, we'll take a closer look at the ins and outs of marketing through an agile lens. You'll learn from interviews with top agile thought leaders and practitioners and gain fresh new insights for your journey. Let's get ready to dive in. Welcome to the Deep Dive into Agile Marketing with John Cass. I'm your host, John Cass, here in Boston, Massachusetts. Today, I'll be interviewing Amy Lifmers, Chief Marketing Officer at the University of Wisconsin-Stout. Welcome, Amy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, John. So uh, in preparing for this call, we talked a little bit about um, some of your journey using Agile Marketing. Um, and I think we should start off with that. How did you start with Agile Marketing at the university? Um, sure. Well, I'm fortunate in that I happen to be married to an IT professional. So he works as a consultant and had been on numerous Agile projects um, for various IT um, operations and at various sites. And the more and more I listened to things that they were doing as a team, the more and more I, I thought this might be the answer for something that might help our team be more productive, um, stay on course and, and do better uh, at planning and creating more space to be creative. And so I started digging into it a little bit and then I caught on that the marketing movement had already begun <laughs> and I got on board. Um, I thought well, that was great because I'm also in a technology marketing household, um, myself being the marketer and my uh, wife, Karen, being the, uh, the, the technologist as well. So it's, it's always good to have that, uh, that relationship there. Uh, so that you can um, gain insights into to how the tech world works as well. So what was the landscape coming into the university? Uh, sure. Well, when I started there uh, about going on seven years ago, I came into what was what I would consider a creative services unit. It was not at all a marketing unit. It was a, just sort of an internal service-oriented department where people, if they wanted a brochure created, they could come and put in a request and, and the department would, would make it look nice. Um, we were not a strategic partner for the university to drive any type of revenue goals. Uh, we, had, we were self-funded. I mean, we, we essentially ran like a kinko. And I was hired to come in and, and truly build an in-house agency and make it a strategic partner for the university. Um, so that, you know, took some time to transform the staff, um, get the right people on board, get the right training. But as we started to grow, you know, it became very clear that um, just having more people didn't make things better. We really needed to get a handle on our priorities and, um, you know, stay, stay the course on the things that really generated the ROI for the university. Um, and to do that, we had to have a system where not only could we keep better track of things, but we were able to show what we were doing and create that level of transparency for leadership and others so that when we had to say no to things that didn't add that value, um, that we had something to show why we were, we were going the course we were. It, it was huge in our transformation to, to when we discovered Agile and started to transform our team that way. How did you um, start using Agile? Was it from that uh, discussions with your husband? Um, a, a little bit. You know, that, that you know, kind of piqued my interest. And then I started doing some more research. And then I, I went out and, and got some help because it was 
it's really clear there are a lot of different ways you could do it, a lot of myths and, and um, misconceptions about what Agile is and isn't, and the different types of practices and approaches you can do. So we worked with a um, consulting team that came in and did sort of an overview for my team to see if I could even get them to buy into trying it. And then we just took a step back and said, you know, how much do we want to do right out of the gate? And we decided to start really very simply, a, a basically a Kanban approach and um, just start working the projects through the boards. And then once we got that down, we really went back to the core of the Agile mythology and and looked at why you know again why you know it's nice organizing our work better but why are we really trying to do this and what can help us move to the next level and that's when we really started adding um more of a scrum approach mixed with kanban so i would say we're kind of scrum bond at this point so what was some of the reactions from your team um about the use of agile what what were some of their initial reactions and how how did they respond to it they were initially a little apprehensive because um, we're a creative team. So, you know, they, they don't see themselves as, well, if this works for IT, it should work for us. Um, because they see themselves as a very different uh, type of team. Um, but it, they were also feeling a lot of stress in the amount of demands that were being placed on us because the more successful we were at things, the more the university wanted more from our team and, and more and more and more. And, and every other type of project management tool we had adopted was not sufficient for really helping our team run smoothly. So they were willing to try something different, but they were, they were, they were apprehensive, they, but um, they, they were diligent in, in giving it a try. And as soon as we moved to the Kanban board, that visual um, tracking really resonated with them. So that was a quick and easy win for me <laughs> to get a little more buy-in. Um, and, you know, and so then we just started, you know, building it out and moving from whip limits to sizing and, and things like that so that we could start to see velocity and we could track things better. And um, as soon as they started seeing the results of that, it, you could just see the stress flow off them. I mean, it was, it was just mind-blowing to them to have a little more peace and they're in knowing what's expected of them and not just having to add more and more and more to their plate. We set some priorities. What I found interesting in, in our earlier discussions was you putting the context of uh, marketing coming into the university and, and how that was a cultural change for the university as a whole and also a reflection on perhaps the way in which your team had traditionally worked and then there was a change because of the way that marketing developed. Could you, could you talk a little bit more about that? Cause I think it's, it's really an important point to make uh, for, for the listeners about that. Absolutely. Um, in higher ed in general, marketing tends to be, it depends on the university, but I would say about five to 10 years behind the curve on just not only tactics that um, higher ed marketers are using, but um, just, how they're perceived in an organization. Um, business organizations have um, long since understood that uh, the value of marketing driving revenue. As, as the higher ed environment became more and more competitive, universities started to understand that they needed marketing, but what they thought was they needed the creative services model. And um, there's a huge movement right now in higher ed that they're just starting to realize that that's not 
the only thing you need that it it needs to be based on strategy it needs to be based on data and and true ROI and and results driven activities so to be able to get there it meant we weren't um, this nice place to go and get fun things done for your unit. <laughs> and that was, that was a huge shift. And it meant I had to say no a lot more. And, um, you know, having something to refer back to was just key to getting to that point. And um, eventually it, it turned my role from being a director of a small unit to a much larger unit and, and literally pulling all the silos across campus together so that we're, truly supporting our brand and our mission and also elevated my position to a cabinet level position. So would you say that Agile helped in that transition and that process to explain the value of marketing? Absolutely. Because we, you know, when every time I said, well, I need more staff, um, the argument would be, well, so does everyone else, you know, what value are you adding? I could clearly demonstrate things like the velocity and tie it back to ROI and really justify every position I had. And, you know, over time, I've doubled the, the staff. So um, that's pretty tough in the environments we're in. <laughs> um, and um, they're clearly seeing the value of what our team's producing because we do work really efficiently and, and can show what we're doing. It sounds as if you're using some metrics there to measure the effectiveness of agile marketing, such as velocity. Can you go a little bit more into that? Uh, definitely. Um, you know, previously, um, a subunit of my team did graphic design, for example, and we just sort of vaguely promised a two-week turnaround on projects. Now that we're tracking, and we're and we're using burndown charts, and we and we work in in dedicated sprint times, I can look and see, oh, they're actually about a week and a half right now on their turnaround time. So if we get something urgent that comes in of value. Um, I, I can, in a glance, look at the dashboard and know whether or not we can shift some things around to accommodate that or if it's just not going to be feasible and we need to think about a different way to approach something. Where before, we would just sort of scramble. <laughs> and that means a ball gets dropped somewhere. Um, now it's much more thought out if we're going to try to push something into an already packed workflow. And has that transparency helped uh, make it easier to say no, which is to say, look, if we do this, then we're not going to be able to do mm -hmm. that. And, and uh, do, uh, do those other stakeholders have a better understanding now of, you know, what ex exactly uh, the marketing department does through that? A hundred percent better. Um, because before it was just, you know, if they just hear, we're sorry, we're too busy. We have too much on our plate. Um, it was very tough to say, here, it's these things. I mean, now I can easily pull up, here's what our backlog looks like. Here, here's what we're working on right now. Um, if we were to put this in here, then we can't do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, it's already been determined. These things are critical um, to an end result. And now I can easily, you know, point to that. And it's, it's pretty clear. We, and I can make some decisions um, with fellow leaders uh, very easily, even though they don't understand most of the rest of what we're doing, because we are not working in a, a fully agile organization. We're really kind of in our own silo on <laughs> working this way, but they understand the metrics. So that's helped me immensely in, in showing our value.
I have to ask this tool because I know a lot of audience members like 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 to uh, ask this question. But to, what tools are you using to manage the process? Uh, we're currently using Smartsheets. Um, it's okay. It's we 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 used Jira for a while. Really liked that. Um, but we ha we do still have to take a certain amount of submissions from other areas, and Smartsheets allowed us to use a build out forms really easily. And so that's why we switched to it, but it doesn't have, I had to build out my own dashboards in it. It was pretty time consuming. So I don't know that it's the end all solution, but it, it is working for us. So you've got your process down and the tools down. Um, how is self-management working for your team? How, wh where are they along in that maturity and progress uh, level? Um, they're getting there. There's a few people on the team. Um, again, I mean, it's a creative team. And so there are a few people that I think at times feel like it's, um, you know, maybe too transparent for them. They'd like, they would like to just kind of work on whatever they want to work on. <laughs> And, um, but, you know, anytime we, we talk about it and, and we talk about, well, what are your goals with what you want to do versus, you know, what's been prioritized for the sprint and there's some negotiations happening. So we're, we're teaching our, our team members to be a little more vocal and advocating for what they think is important as well as the mission. And we, and we try to balance that. If there's something that, you know, they're like, I'm, I'm not getting enough time to do this thing that I want to work on because we have all these other priorities coming down to us. Um, my product owners are getting better and better at understanding that we have to um, also compromise with our team members sometimes and and give them the space to, to do something that is a little more maybe experimental and that we don't have senior leadership maybe waiting on. <laughs> But um, it's still important because that's really key to the manifesto that we, you know, we really want them to be able to experiment and make um, and try things and maybe fail. But um, we're not going to grow if we continue just to respond to things. So um, I think that's been the biggest challenge, but we're getting there. You know, something we're still um, still growing around. And what's been the response from university stakeholders to the use of agile marketing, and and how has that changed? As that response changed, as as your roles changed, uh, it's it's been huge. We because people saw such a transformation in our in what we were delivering. You know, they were like they saw we were just exploding. We were able to do all kinds of things we weren't able to do before, um, just because we had things you know flowing so much more smoothly that we started getting questions like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> and we um, have served as coaches for other projects across the university where they just uh, wanted to g give it a try. And they're mostly one-off projects. Not we, There hasn't been another whole team so far on the university that's, that's tried to transform, but they, they have, um, you know, done some pilot projects and, and really liked it. And it's been it's been good for my team to then be able to share what they've learned and, and, and coach other areas beyond marketing. We talked a little bit about the Agile Marketing Manifesto, and you mentioned that you'd like to do some editing on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, but but that that's fine. I mean, uh, you know, when, when it was put together in 2012, we all thought it was just um, a shot in the dark. And so we want to see more. Um, ideas and suggestions from practitioners like yourself what any thoughts about where agile marketing is heading and and how 
uh, marketing uh, approaches agile in a, in a different way from the development team? I actually think that the manifesto is done really well. Is that it was the principle principles I was teasing you on. <laughs> we just need a little more, a little more polishing. But the um, the one thing, and I don't know that it's different from IT because um, you know with with IT there was a, a similar approach of, of trying to get people to not work in isolation and really be part of a team and understand working with one another. Um, even, even in marketing, I see that a lot, even though it's, um, you know, people think of marketers as very, you know, outgoing and, um, you know, tend to love to collaborate and stuff. It's not always true. Sometimes somebody's working on a, a part of a project and they, they need to collaborate with someone else. And before that wasn't happening and then things were falling through the cracks. And what I've seen is that this has brought our team closer together because it's, it's, transparent there's a process they know that they need to actually go talk to someone when they're completed their <laughs> part of the process and I just really see them becoming a, um, a stronger autonomous team and so I think if there was anything to add um, that it might be something along that line um, to the manifesto because it, it does talk about collaborating with stakeholders but not as much about the collaboration within the team um, and I don't, you know, the original manifesto, I don't believe had much about that either, but that's, that's an outcome I've seen. And, um, I mean, I, I guess hypothetically you could be agile by yourself, but <laughs> it tends to generate, um, stronger teams if, if you're really adhering to it. Well, that's great. Well, Amy, I think that's all we have time for. So I really appreciate you joining us, um, on the deep dive into agile marketing podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Um, my thanks to Amy, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Deep Dive into Agile Marketing Podcast. Be sure and subscribe to our show and leave a review to let us know what you thought of today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to learn more, visit www.businessagility.institute.